Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma barik ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim. So we have been trying to uh, cover as many ayat as possible given the short time we have. And um, we had come up to the 23rd juz. There, there, it was impossible for me to cover from 23rd to 30th tonight. Um, it was very sad. We're going to have to skip many surahs. And tomorrow night will be, inshallah, bi'idhnillah ta'ala, with Allah's tawfiq, will be our khatman Qur'an dua. And the other pro- there's enough other programs and du'as that are going to take place. Insha'Allah, may Allah accept all of du- those du'as. Um, so today, maybe we can just focus on some of the surahs and some of the lessons we can learn from the 29th juz, insha'Allah. Something uh, closer to what we just recited. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. One or two ayat from each surah will, uh, is all we could cover, insha'Allah. So starting from Surah Al-Mulk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that al-mulk, How blessed is that being, supreme being Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in whose possession is all kingdom. He is the Malik and everything in existence is his Mamluk. He is the sole king and everything is his dominion. To him belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. He is the Malikul Mulk and he is the one who is the Tu'til Mulk He grants the kingdom whom he wishes. And he takes it away from whom he wishes. He grants honor and disgrace to whom he wishes. So, blessed is that being in whose possession, in whose hand, in whose control is the kingdom. And he has the ability to do whatever he wants. However he wants, to whomsoever he wants, whatever level he wants, whatever amount he wants. No one can question Allah. Everyone else will be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then we see the system of life and death. In homes, people are being born, they're happy, it's a boy, it's a girl. And then there's also sad announcements of janazas, so-and-so passed away, rahimahullah, rahimahullah, nawarallah, marqadahu, etc. So why is this system of life and death happening? Allah Ta'ala says, Alladhi khalaq al-mawta wal-hayat. He is the being who has created life and death. The system of coming into this world and leaving this world. Why is it? What's the reason? All of the scientists of the world and all the philosophers of the world, they can try to determine things from their own understanding and come to the conclusions about how the child is developing in the fetus and how it develops and grows and what are the different diseases and what are the cures for those diseases and uh, how to make this worldly life a better place. A more comfortable life. But the actual purpose of the life itself, why are we here to begin with, cannot be answered by the rational alone, by our intelligence alone, by all of the intellectuals of the world put together, they cannot answer this question. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains this here with the lam of ta'aliyah. This lam is the one that is giving us the reason. Khalaq al-mawta wal-hayat, he created life and death for which purpose? Why are we here? Li yabalwakum, to test you. This is why some of the astronauts uh, or astrophysicists when they're asked that why are we spending billions of dollars into outer space? So they say we're trying to discover the secret of life. You know, the secret of our existence. So Allah Ta'ala has given us that answer. Because they have this inner desire to, as uh, they are different people, they are those who are just following their nafs and, and uh, drowning in drink and, 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 and gambling and, and zina. But there are others who are very intellectual and they understand that there is some, there's some hollowness and emptiness because they uh, understand so many things around them, but they are confused that why are we here? And they are genuinely searching. 
So it is not their fault. Whose fault is it? Our fault. That we have the answer and we're not telling them. So they are sincerely searching. These are the intelligent people, the intellectuals I'm talking about. Those who are at that level thinking and about, pondering about these questions. Why are we here in the first place? And by looking at the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are supposed to ponder over the creation of Allah, not supposed to ponder over the Creator Himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah, inna fi khalqi samawati wal ard, verily in the creation of the heavens and the earth, wa akhtilaf layli wa nahar, and the changing of the day into night and night into day. La ayatin, they are indeed signs. For whom he didn't say for the righteous ones or the pious ones or those who do ibadah or da'wah or any other good quality which are all of the above are great. He said, ayatin, they are indeed, they are signs. Li'ulil albab, for those who have intelligence. There is a simple person who just follows what is being told and he goes ahead. That's great, that's awesome. Inshallah, he'll enter Jannah as well. Then there are those who are intellectual at a higher level. So Allah Ta'ala is addressing them. He said, if you are truly intellectual, you should be able to ponder over the creation and recognize the Creator. Who are these people? They're not just intellectuals who don't uh, do dhikr and ibadah. I'm not trying to downplay that. Because the next ayah is, الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهِ These intellectual ones are those who remember Allah. And not only set specific times, but qiyaman wa qu'udan wa ala junubihim, standing, sitting, and reclining. So these are the three f- positions. Only thing left is maybe when you're jumping in the air. Or you're diving. When you're diving, you're going to remember Allah more. I need to come back up, inshaAllah, wallah. Yunus salam, when he was diving, he said, La ilaha illa anta subhanak inni kuntum al-walimin. So qiyaman wa qa'udan wa ala junubim gives you the impression of all times. Standing, sitting, and reclining. Wa yitafakkaruna fi halqi samawati wal ard, the ponder over the creation of the heavens and the earth. And after reflecting, the conclusion they reach is subhanak. Oh Allah, you are pure. You are pure from all defects. The biggest defect would to be creating this in vain with no purpose. That would have been a defect. You are pure from that as well. Ma khalaqta hadha? Batilan. رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا Oh our Lord, you have not created this in vain. Subhanak, you are pure from all defects. فَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ So save us from the fire of Jahannam. Nabi Wasallam, after the revelation of this ayah said, وَيْلٌ لِمَنْ قَرَأَهَا وَلَمْ يَتَفَكَّرْ فِيهَا Woe to and destruction to the one who recites these ayat or listens to these ayat, yet he does not reflect over the greatness of Allah. Abdullah ibn Abbas says, that تَفَكَّرُوا فِي خَلْقِ اللَّهِ Ponder and reflect over the creation of Allah. وَلَا تَفَكَّرُوا فِي اللَّهِ Do not ponder and reflect over the being of Allah. فَإِنَّكُمْ لَمْ تَبْلُهُ قَدَرَهُ Because you can never reach the understanding of the being of Allah. Because He's infinite and you're finite. So seeing the creation and recognizing the Creator. Somebody asked an Arab Bedouin uh, Sahabi, how did you uh, recognize Allah? So he gave the examples of the uh, of his environment around him. He said, look, إِنَّ الْبَعْرَةَ تَدُلُّ عَلَى الْبَعِيرِ وَإِنَّ أَثَارَ الْأَقْدَامِ تَدُلُّ عَلَى الْمَسِيرِ فَكَيْفَ لَا تَدُلُّ السَّمَاءُ ذَاتُ أَبْرَاجِ وَالْأَرْضُ ذَاتُ فِجَاجِ وَالْبِحَارُ ذَاتُ أَمْوَاجِ عَلَى اللَّطِيفِ الْخَبِيرِ He said, إِنَّ الْبَعْرَةَ If I see a dropping of a camel, تَدُلُّ عَلَى الْبَعِيرِ This indicates the camel went by. Just like when Abu Sufyan was coming with the stolen goods from Syria, right? He sent his his spies at the different water wells to do the forensic study and what did they do? They found the camel droppings. Then they opened it up, they invested to cut up the pieces of the camel excreta and they found the d- seeds of the dates of Yathrib, Medina. Oh, they said the people from Medina are in the area. So they went back, gave the report, let's escape from here. So they went to the Red Sea and then they sent the messenger to Mecca 
and Abu Jahl came with 1,000 soldiers, and the battle of Badr took place. So he says, "Inna al-ba'arata tadullu ala al-ba'ir." Verily, the camel droppings indicate a camel went by. Wa inna athar al-aqdam, and verily, the footprints in the sand tadullu ala al-masir indicates that a traveler went this direction, like the guide who brought uh, the mushrikun up to the cave of Rasulullah sallallahu He said, "I see the tracks." إِنَّ الْبَعْرَةَ تَدُلُّ عَلَى الْبَعِيرِ وَإِنَّ آثَارَ الْأَقْدَامِ تَدُلُّ عَلَى الْمَسِيرِ فَكَيْفَ لَا تَدُلُّ السَّمَاءُ ذَاتُ أَبْرَاجِ How can this beautiful sky with beautiful constellations that guide us in the night when we are traveling the deserts? وَعَلَامَاتُ بِالنَّجْمِهُمْ يَحْتَدُونَ Allah says they, they find their direction through the stars. Just like the sailors in the sea, they're traveling through the desert. Pretty much with respect to having no idea where you're going, it's the same. One is all water, one is all sand. There's no signposts or boards. So he says, the beautiful sky with the constellations, in the land with the mountains and the valleys, in the oceans with the crashing waves. How can all of these beautiful signs, cannot indicate that there is a Latif Khabir Allah Ta'ala who created it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why He created life and death for human beings? To test you. The purpose of the life is a test. Who amongst you will be better in his deeds? Ahsanu is a word indicating the quality and not indicating the quantity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say, He said, So on the day of judgment, what is going to count is the quality of the deeds, not necessarily the quantity. So does it mean we should have less quantity? No, it doesn't. It means we need to work on the quality along with the quantity. If you have quality plus more quantity, obviously, nurun ala nur. Right. And if you just have, uh, if you have low quantity, but you have good quality, it's still nur. But if you have a lot of quantity, but no quality, it's darkness. It will not help. Rasulullah told Mu'ad ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu, Ya Mu'ad, oh my beloved Mu'ad. He was the only Sahabi that Rasulullah took an oath by Allah and said, Wallahi inni la uhibbuk, ya Mu'ad. Wallahi, I love you, O oh Mu'ad. And he said, Ya Mu'ad, akhlis deenak. Develop sincerity in your deen. Yakfika al-amalul qalilu. Small amount of amal will be sufficient for your salvation. As long as you have sincerity. So that's why the scholars say in the Day of Judgment, there is not adul a'mal, counting of deeds, there is wazanul a'mal, weighing of deeds. And if there was counting of deeds, then the more count you have, the more reward you have. But since they're being weighed, what is the, where does the weight come from? The weight comes from ikhlas. That's why when Allah Ta'ala gives examples of those who do not have ikhlas, He speaks about how the weight will be nullified. They will bring a mountain of good deeds. It will be turned into dust. Because the weight of the dust is negligible. And we covered this discussion, I believe, a couple times. Even this year, perhaps, we talked about the piece of paper. Huh? 99 books, yes. So the 99 books versus the kalima. Ashhadu la ilaha. And the books will start flying. Dainan registers of sins. Um, he's the one who created the seven heavens. All that we see is we need the first sky. After that is the Sama'u Dunya. Then this whole universe and everything we see is like a small kal khatami fil maidan, like a ring in the maidan. 
of that's the ratio uh, in the proportion of the size from first guy to second, second to third, third to fourth, fourth to fifth, fifth to sixth, sixth to seventh. It's beyond our imagination how vast this is, the creation of Allah. Then the kursi, then the arsh. Allah Ta'ala says, Alladhi khalaqa sabaha samawatin tibaqa. He created the seven heavens, one on top of the other. Ma tarafi khalqi rahmani min tafawat. You cannot see any fault in my creation, Allah is saying. Then he, he says, Look. Then he says, Farja'il basara. Go back and look again and again and again. Try your best. Huh? Can you find a fault in my creation? Hal tara min futur. Do you see any problem? Allah. But we have to do a few ayats of each surah, otherwise we'll be stuck with Surah Mulk. Moving forward, Surah Al Qalam. Allah Ta'ala in Surah Al-Qalam, he, sp- he swears by the pen. I spoke about this recently as? Last night. Right? Allah Ta'ala says, يَوْمَ يَبْعَثُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا On that day, Allah will resurrect anyone, everyone. فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ بِمَا عَمِلُوا And He will inform them of what happened. أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ Allah has recorded it and you have forgotten it. So in the class also, whenever, <laughs> you know, I say, hey, we discussed this before. Don't you recall? We call, they say, the students are like, SubhanAllah, I don't know. Then I, I give them their dalil. I say, أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ Allah has recorded it, we have forgotten. SubhanAllah. So on that day, Allah, we, we did it, man. We did this, we covered this last semester. What's going on? You forgot it. It's this year's work. So then what happens is, the interesting thing about that ayah is Allah Ta'ala is saying, يَوْمَ يَبْعَثُهُمْ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا Allah will resurrect the human beings on the Day of Judgment. فَيُنَبِّيهُمْ Allah will be informing them. Not some new information. What is He informing them? Bima amilu. This is a record of what you did yourself. So it's not that we forget about some information we heard in class, but we are actually going to forget what? What we did ourselves. Then Allah will say, Ahsahullah, Allah has preserved it and recorded it. You who are the perpetrators of the crime, you yourself have forgotten that you committed the crime. Now this will not happen in the Day of Judgment because it's thousands of years from this world. This will happen right now. So if you do an active exercise and we say, okay, everyone take out your tablets or notebooks, write down all the sins you committed in the last 10 years. Impossible to remember. How about last year's sins? Impossible. How, okay, forget about that. Write down every sin you committed in 2023. Cannot remember. How about all the sins you committed in Ramadan? All the sins you committed after you started itikaf. Astaghfirullah al-Azim. So we, we, will, we cannot remember. That's why we say, oh Allah, forgive us the sins. Those sins that we don't remember, you know. So, we did this last night. Alhamdulillah, some of the brothers remember, some of the sisters, I'm sure they remember all of them. They remember. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, Allah swears by the pen and that which is written and inscribed by the pen in the tablet. This is, a, this is a big qasam. This is a qasam by the entire destiny, taqdeer of the entire creation. And what is the muqsambi? What is Allah taking an oath uh, uh, for? He's taking an oath by something for something. Like, Wallahi inni it's an oath by Allah that I love you. Over here, it's an oath by the entire taqdeer to prove what statement? Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon. I swear oh, by everything written in the destiny of not humankind or mankind of the entire creation, that you, by the grace of your Lord, of your Rabb, are not majnoon. How dare these mushrikun, these, those who are attacking your honor, uh, make such a grave allegation. In fact, you will be receiving such a great reward in the akhirah. In fact, what are you? Verily, you are the manifestation of moral 
اكسلنس فستبصرون ويبصرون ويبصرون بايكون مفتون يو ويل سي اند ذي ويل سي هو از جوين تو وين ات ذا اند اوف ذا ات ذا اند اوف ذا ديل ات ذا اند اوف ذا داي موفينج فورورد ذير از وان ستوري ان ذس ان ذس سوره ان بلوناهم كما بلونا اصحاب الجنه وي تيستد ذيم لايك وي تيستد ذا بيبل اوف ذا جنه اوف ذا جاردن اذ اقسموا لا يسلمونها مسبحين ولا يستثنون فطاف عليها طائف من ربك وهم نائمون فاصبحت كالصريم سو ذير واز ا مان Salih, a person from Sana'a in Yemen, and he had a beautiful garden. It had many types of date trees and fruit trees, and, and he had, um, when the time for plucking the fruit would draw near, he would call the fuqara and the poor people and give them a big share. He had his tartib, his, his way was to divide it into three parts. One third he would give to all the needy people, one third he would spend on his family, and one third he would reinvest it back in the garden for fertilization and taking care of the ex- uh, cost of the gardener and everything. But after he died, then his children, they said, okay, the time for harvesting or plucking the fruit is drawing near. Let us go early before the people will come because they're used to it. They're going to come in a line to get their share, but we don't want to give them anything. So there are several ayat about this story here in the Quran. Uh, so they made this, they hatched this plan to withhold and not spend in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَطَافَ عَلَيْهَا طَائِفٌ مِّن رَبِّكَ وَهُمْ نَائِمُونَ When they were sleeping at night, then lightning and th- came, hail came, and it burned the garden down, and it destroyed all the trees. So it was destroyed. Then what happened? فَتَنَادَوا مُسْبِحِينَ In the early uh, part of the day, or last part of the night, last third of the night, Instead of doing tahajjud and du'as and stuff like that, they said, let's get up and go. Uh, SubhanAllah, let's go and get the, let's go and harvest the fruit before the people come. Last third of the night. So they said, ala harthikum in Let's go quickly and get the fruits. So they started walking, tiptoeing out there. They're hiding, hiding from people. No one should find them. Make sure no miskin traces us, finds out, trails us, finds out we're going. Uh, so is a, there's a lot of detailed, vivid description of the whole scene here. Allah Ta'ala said that they, they, it was burned and destroyed. That's enough for us. But it's so, such an impactful ayah here. فَلَمَّا رَوْهَا قَالُوا إِنَّا So when they finally came to the actual address of the garden, they said, oh, they were brothers, a bunch of brothers. One of them said, Where you brought us? You, brought, you lost us. You're so worried about hiding and everything. You're not watching the directions. You brought us to the wrong place. This is not our garden. Yani, they were so devastated, they did not even recognize it that this is the same one of their father. We are lost. This is not it. Then they looked around and then they checked the coordinates. Everything and they said, wait a second, this is it. Wait a second, this is it? What happened to it? It's completely destroyed. Then they said, Bal nahnu mahrumu. No, we're not lost. Bal means uh, correction of the previous error. Bal, no, that's wrong. Rather, mahrumun, we have been deprived. We have been taken away. The best one of them, just like in the story of the brothers of Yusuf, there was one good guy, kind of good guy, but he wasn't able to really push it too much. He said, don't kill him, just throw him in the well. Remember that one. He said, The best one said, Didn't I tell you, that this is not a good idea? You guys never listened to me, this is what happened. Now we are all losers. 
قالوا سبحان ربنا إنا كنا ظالمين first they say subhanallah we are the ظالمين we have done ظلم فأقبل بعضهم على بعض يتلاومون then they started the blame game you know because of you because of this it was your idea قالوا يا ويلنا إنا كنا طاغين then at the end they said we are oh woe unto us we have committed such a major error عسى ربنا أن يبدلنا خيرا منها إنا إلى ربنا راغبون we make توبة we go back to Allah perhaps Allah will give us more and give us a better and change it, uh, give, replace it with another garden for us. So this is a reminder for us that if we withhold from the sake of Allah, then we are bringing destruction upon ourselves. It was one of the campaigns in, uh, near Turkey, of modern day Turkey, in the, the first attack uh, or, for, uh, or attempt to liberate Turkey from and bring it into the banner of Islam. Uh, in that campaign, uh, Abdul. Uh, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari who participated and he was uh, almost a century old and 100 years so there's a long campaign and the reason they were attempting that is because of the prophecy and dua of Rasulullah what a beautiful army will be and what a great leader will be who will conquer Sultan Muhammad Fatih received that reward so they were, that was the first attempt and when he was in that campaign, that's why we have the grave of Abu Ayyub Ansari anhu in, in Istanbul. Because he said, after I pass away, continue with my body all the way and then bury him. So he's buried all the way there, mashallah. He is the host of Rasulullah in Madinah, Mezbani Rasul. So when he was there, there was one person who was going forward really fast in the battle. And, and, and he was potentially, or it seemed very obvious that he was going to putting himself up for destruction and he was going to die, the way he was going forward against the ranks of the enemy. So somebody stopped him, but he quoted an ayah, and he said, Do not invite destruction upon yourselves with your own hands. With your own hands, don't bring halaka. Don't bring destruction. Don't do not invite destruction upon yourself with your own hands. So Abu Ayyub Ansari was very, very senior man at that point. He cried out and he said that the tahrif and the distortion of the ayat of the Quran has begun in our presence. This ayah was revealed about us. And what is the context and how are you applying it? He said that we were the Ansar and we had a meeting. We had a meeting and we said to each other that when the Muhajirun came, we gave half of our economy to Muhajirun life savings then other tribes accepted Islam we were supporting them every day it wasn't just Ansar of Muhajirun they're Ansar of the deen the deen did not end with Muhajirun so all the so all these groups when they would accept Islam who would support them? the Ansar so they kept on supporting kept on giving 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 and there are so many stories giving the guest and remaining hungry uh, acting like the lights turn off blowing out the candle, eating in the dark, making the children feel that the water is boiling, the food is coming. All of those stories are there. So, we continued, Alhamdulillah, no problem, they're not complaining about it. But then they said, now we just had Fatih Khaybar, 6th year of Hijra, and now there's a, some, a lot of, mashallah, uh, wealth pouring into Medina. So in this meeting, they decided that it's not about winning the battle, it's about winning the war. It's not about winning the sprint, it's a marathon so we have to have a long-term plan and the long-term plan is the way we are at we're just you know we're going to destroy ourselves 
How long are we going to continue to give? Sa'ad bin Mu'ad radiallahu anhu, Sa'ad bin Ubadah, Sayyidul Khazraj, and Sa'ad bin Mu'ad, Sayyidul Aus, these two Sahaba, the two tribes of Ansar are the two Sa'adan, Sa'ad bin Mu'ad and Sa'ad bin Ubadah. After the Isha Salah, it is mentioned that he would look who are the new people and he would take them home. Kana yarji'u bi 20, sometimes 20 guests, bi 30, 30, bi 40, bi 50, bi 60, bi 70, bi 80, bi 90, sometimes 80, 90 guests. Take him home after Isha for dinner, subhanAllah. So he's giving and giving and giving. So then what happens is, they said, let us pause, because Allah has granted the Sahaba, uh, Rasulullah We talked about this when it came to the Azwad al-Muntaharat a few nights before, isn't it? Surah Ahzab, when they said, can you increase our stipend? Does anyone remember that one? What the other Alright, so then, uh, so then what happened is, that likewise over here, they said, let us take a temporary pause so we can spend more time, what? Fixing up our gardens. They have become, they're decaying through neglect. And we got to get our economy in order with the intention of giving more in the future, giving, continuing to give long term. Continuing to give long term. Otherwise, uh, not that we need to start uh, fixing up our gardens so that we can enjoy luxuries of this world. But rather, for long term investment in akhirah. That was the mashwara that decided. So they said, okay. Now that was their mashwara of Ansar. Not, Nabi Wasallam was not particularly disturbed to participate in that. This was their plan of action. They were going to perhaps present it to Rasulullah as well, of course. It was not a secret, per se. But after they finished their meeting, Jibreel came to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the ayah. وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ Why are you bringing destruction upon yourself with your own hands? This ayah is revealed about what? Taking a temporary pause in spending the path of Allah is the destruction. The reason I was mentioning the story here, because we might forget, wait a second, we're talking about the garden, how did this come in? It's because when they decided not to give, that was the destruction. So likewise, when the Abu Ayyub Ansari says that, we were, I was an Ansari, he was an Ansari, right? He was not a Muhajir, he was the host. So he says, when we made this mashura, this is the ayah was revealed. And then he said, look at the context. Muhsineen. Continue to do ihsan. Allah loves those who do ihsan. Ihsan means it's beyond adal. Adal is in Allah bil adli wal ihsan. So adal is you give what is right, what is due. So they they weren't they did not uh, uh, have any intention to neglect the level of adal. They were temporarily making an intention to come notch it down a bit in the ihsan side. So that's why Allah Ta'ala says, do not invite destruction upon yourself, ahsinu and do ihsan in Allah yuhibbul. Muhsineen, really Allah loves those who have ihsan. Allah maj'alna minhum. Qalu subhana rabbina inna kunna zalimin. Okay, then after that, after Surah Qalam, we have Surah Al-Haqa. So Al-Haqa is an ayah wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, it's a surah, sorry, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the day of judgment. Al-Haqa is Al-Qiyamah. It's absolutely haqq, an absolute truth that is going to occur. There is no shak in it. There is no doubt in it. ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه. Likewise, in the qiyama لا ريب فيه. There is no doubt in it. And Allah Taala says that الحاقة that event which is true to come. ملحاقة. What is that event? وما أدراكم الحاقة. Do you really know what it is? This is three times Allah Taala mentions it in questions upon question. Then Allah Taala speaks about nations in the past. كذب ثمود وعادم بالقارعة. One point here that is worth noting is the description of the Day of Judgment when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Book of Deeds. 
That day you will be presenting the court of Allah. Nothing will be hidden from Allah. So there are two people. There are two categories of people. The one who is granted his book of deeds in his right hand. He will say, Come and read my book. So he's just like when the student, the child, he gets a good grade. He's excited. He shows his friends. He shows his teachers. He shows his colleagues, his parents, his relatives. His neighbors, look, I passed, I passed. This is what I was hoping for. I was going to get this good result. I got it. He will be in the beautiful life of the hereafter. In the highest levels of Jannah. And the fruits of which will be brought near for him to pluck. Eat and drink. Enjoying. As a reward for that which you have done. In the past days. The one who is given his book of deeds in the left hand, he will say, Ya laytani, oh, I woe unto me. Lam kitabi. I wish I never got this book. adri ma hisabi. I wish I never knew what my result would be. Ya to me. The death has come. I cannot go back. My wealth is not helping me today. My kingdom has been destroyed, is not here today. The command will come, grab him, tie him up. Throw him headlong in the fire. Then bind him with the chains of 70 cubits long. Tie him up. He did not believe in Allah. He did not give in sadaqah. There's nothing for him beside the fire of Jahannam today. Allah So this is, this is the targhib in the targhib from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the reality. Sa'atu atiyah, the day of judgment is coming. La fiya, there is no doubt in it. May Allah allow us to be prepared for that day. Surah Ma'arij, the next surah. Ma'arij is about the, climb, the ways of climbing up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala has made for the angels. Bi'araj, um, mi'raj, uruj is to climb. Mi'raj is the ascension of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This this sa'la sa'ilun one questioner he asked the question when is his actually ever going to come this is the mushrik nadar ibn al-harith mocking rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam allah ta'ala says don't worry lil kafirina laysa lahu there's nothing that can prevent it from the kufar it's going to come to you don't worry if you're looking so much expectation like when is it when is it you're not going to miss it somebody says when when's the dinner when's the dinner don't worry it's not going to miss you, right? Like that. No one's going to block it from you. You will get it in due time. In fact, um, this is the day is coming. Kana miqdaruhu khamsina al-fasana. 50,000 year long day is coming. Allah Ta'ala tells Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, see, I know they're mocking you, they're mocking you, and they're saying, where is it? Bring it on, bring it on, and you're feeling bad in the middle. Allah Ta'ala is saying, fasbir sabran, jamila, be patient, beautiful patience. Innahum yarawnahu ba'idah, they think it is very far indeed. Wanarahu qariba, I'm telling you, it is very near. It's coming very, very soon. Wanarahu qariba. Allah Ta'ala describes further details of the, uh, of the Day of Judgment in this surah. Because these are all Makki surahs. Tawheed, Risala, and Akhirah. Ahkam are in Madani surahs. Surah Nuh. The next one, Surah Nuh is about the Nabi Allah. The different Anbiya have different titles. Uh, he's like Khatib al-Anbiya, Shu'ib al-Salam. He's Shaykh al-Anbiya. Shaykh because he was the oldest one. But he was a big Shaykh. Nuh al-Salam. Nuh al-Salam, he was very, very Shaykh al-Anbiya al-Salam. SubhanAllah. Of course. Uh, who else could be the Shaykh al-Anbiya? 
He had a long, 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 long test. Subhanallah. This whole, whole Nuh al-Islam story comes many times, different places, different chapters. This story in Surah Nuh is about what? Primarily his dua. He's pouring out his heart, munajat of Nuh al-Islam. At the end of it, 950 years of effort, and then he finally breaks down. He said, that's it. I had enough of these people. So he's describing his, he's pouring out his heart. This is uh, one of the etiquettes of dua. Is aradul hal. You present your condition in the court of Allah. People today, Ajib, they have different objections. Shaitan works in weird ways. They say, one person was objecting, you know, why are we saying Allah Salli ala Muhammad that Allah send you further mercy on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Doesn't Allah love him already? So what's the point? Na'uz billahi min salih. The point is, Jazallahu anna Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi That we are indebted to Rasulullah so much, so much. He is the Rahmatullah Alameen. He is the one who showed us the purpose of our life. You know, you, you, mashallah, Allah granted you cure. You got discharged from the hospital. You bring flowers and gifts for the nurses and the doctors. And you, uh, if someone, a lawyer helped you out in a legal case and you got freed, then you give gifts to the lawyers. Because this is a human trait that you're supposed to thank people. So the one who did the greatest karam to us, humanly possible, is beloved Muhammad al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So what happens is that we are in a sense of we, are, we should feel that indebtedness to Rabbi Sallallahu We are in debt. Without him, we would not have recognized who Allah is. We would not have known the purpose of our creation. So that is why the philosophy of salawat has not been understood. The philosophy, the idea behind salawat is that, Oh Allah, we owe our beloved Habib Sallallahu Alaihi so much. But it's beyond us paying him any remuneration for his services. Absolutely not. Compensation by no, no means. Oh, what can we do? Can you, you know, cannot buy, you know, candies or chocolates or roses, nothing. Huh? What are you going to do? How do we I repay him? The only thing we can do is that we can say that, of course he's already your beloved, but on our behalf, to in whatever way possible, compensate him for at the best of our ability, we say that because of what we owe him, we ask you that, oh Allah, on our behalf, further elevate his status. On our behalf, further shower your mercy upon him. That's all we can do. Jazallahu anna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi On our behalf, grant Allah, uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa that which he deserves. So likewise, when we make dua, we say, Oh Allah, we have, we have broken your commands. Oh Allah, we have sinned with our eyes. Oh Allah, you have granted these eyes a great blessing. Instead of thanking you, we use them to disobey you. These ears you have granted us as a blessing to listen to the Quran, we have listened to ghibah, we have listened to music. This tongue we have, instead of glorifying you, we have backbited, we have lied, we have cheated. These hands, these feet, we have committed sins. Somebody will say, what, what's going on? Of course, Allah Ta'ala already knows all the sins. Didn't you just say, jami'an"? He will reject everyone and remind them. Why are you sitting telling Allah the sins? Or why are you saying, uh, you know, that, oh Allah, this is my problem, that, you know, my children have left me, or my wife, or my kids, or my family, or my work, or my this, or my community, or I, I have this sickness. Why are you explaining? Doesn't he already know? The same person who was objecting about why things salawat and rasul, now he's asking this question. So the thing is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes what? He likes the tafsir in the dua. And he likes that you express your condition. Because what's happening here, this is, this is called bunajat. This is munadat when you are pouring out your heart and expressing your grief to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what's troubling you. Um, that's what Nuh al-Islam did. He, doesn't he know that Allah knows everything? But that's what we will see in the surah. When Allah ta'ala told Musa alayhi salam, go, he could have just said, okay, make my task easy. 
But he said, Rabbi Shrahli Sadri, oh Allah, expand my chest. Make my task easy. Then specifics. What's a specific challenge he had? Speaking challenge. The ability to articulate. So he said, Please allow me to overcome this stutter that I have. The stammering issue, the stammering, uh, stuttering issue. So that they can understand my speech. And then he asked, he could have just said, you help me whichever way you want. He presented, Min ahli, grant me a wazir, a supporter from my family. And then he specified, Haruna, Akhi, my brother Harun. Then what are we going to do? Ushdud bihi azri, strengthen my side through his being my aid. Washriku fi amri, make him a partner in my mission. Kay nusabbihaka kathira, we will make your tasbih abundantly. Wanazkuraka kathira, we will make your dhikr abundantly together, both brothers. And you will look at us and you'll be happy. Look at how much detail is adding. Then Allah Ta'ala said, قَالَ قَدْ أُوْتِيْتَ سُؤْلَكَ يَا مُوسَى O Musa, we have granted you what you desire. So likewise we see, you know, all the prophets, they went into detail in their dua. So sometimes people, okay, if you're tired, you want to go, you can leave, but don't come and say, this is a bid'ah. Why are you making a long dua, you bid'ah? Somebody is exhausted, get it, somebody has work, and it's totally understandable, somebody has to leave, it's understandable. But then you're saying that, Oh, Allah already knows and you're expressing your long condition. That's, you know, where did that come from? It's come from the Qur'anul Kareem. Right? From the stories of the Anbiya alayhim wasalam. So this is, we see that in Nuhal Islam. Look what happens here. Inna arsalna nuhan ila qawmi. Verily we send Nuhal Islam to his nation. Ananthir qawmak. Warn your people. Min qabli an ya'atiyahum a'thabun alim. Before a dreadful torment comes. Qala ya qawmi. He said, oh my people. Inni lakum nadhirum mubin. I'm verily an open warner for you. Ani'budullah. Worship Allah. Wa attaquu. Fear him. Wa ati'uni and obey me. What will happen? He gave them the virtues. Allah will forgive all your sins. And give you respite in this world till the final time when you have to go back. When the time for your departure from this world comes, will not be delayed. So then, from here, his dua starts. He said, Verily, I invited my people in the night and in the day. Doesn't Allah know that? Absolutely. فَلَمْ يَزِدْهُمْ دُعَائِي إِلَّا فِرَارًا The more I invited them, the more they ran away from me. وَإِنِّي كُلَّمَا دَعُوتُهُمْ Every time I invited them, why was I inviting them? So I get money from them? No. لِتَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ So you can forgive them. I was inviting them, so you can forgive them. جَعَلُوا أَصَابِعَهُمْ فِي آذَانِهِمْ They put their fingers, not only their pores of the fingers are anabil. But rather their whole finger. How is it possible to put the whole finger? It's going to you know, burst through the eardrum. They really can't hear forever after that. No, it means that they're pushing in so much, with so much force that as if, the, if they could, they would have tried to put their whole finger inside. This is the balagh of the Qur'an. And they said, we don't want to hear you and we don't want to see your face. So get lost. So what's thou show They covered their faces with veils. Like, we don't want to even see you. They covered their faces. They treated me in such an arrogant manner. See what he's doing? He's pouring out his heart. Then I called them out loud. Out loud and privately, quietly. So I went to them individually, privately. I went to them publicly. Right? So all kinds of da'wah. Sirri, jahri, khuzuzi, amumi. Right? Then I told them, seek forgiveness from your Lord Allah. Why? I don't, I'm not, just not, I have no agenda, I don't need anything from you. Seek forgiveness from your Lord for your forgiveness. 
إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَارًا He is the one who will forgive you. One of our mashayikh, he mentions that he was sitting, I believe it was Hassan al-Basri, rahmatullahi So one person came and he said, Ya Shaykh, can you please give me some wazifa? He said, for what's your issue? He said, uh, I'm very poor, I cannot find a job. He said, make it still far. He left. Then another person came, he said, Ya Shaykh, can you give me a wazifa? He said, what's your problem? He said, um, I don't have children. So he said, okay, make it still far. He said, okay, really? And then he went. So there's a person sitting there. Each person hears his only masla, but the one who's there, he's hearing all the answers. And then a third person came, he's, and he, was, he, he said, Ya Shaykh, can you give me a wazifa? He said, what is that? What's your problem? He said that there's no rain in my garden. You know, my garden, the first one had a business issue with money, the second one had a children, third one had an agriculture issue, farming, is famine. He said, make istighfar. He said, okay, and he left. So the one who was sitting there, he said, you know, right? what is that? You only have one thing in your pocket? Back pocket, or front pocket rather, by the heart, front pocket. What is the only one thing you keep on throwing out the same thing? Can you just be a little bit more creative for God's sake? <laughs> so then he said, <laughs> he said, subhanallah, he quoted this ayah from Surah An-Nuh. What did Nuh Islam say? Istaghfiru rabbakum, make istighfar from your Rabb. Yurusila sama'a alaykum midrara, he will make the rain fall on your crops. وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ bi'amwal, He will help you with wealth, mal. وَبَنِينَ And He will give you barakah in your children. So, so he, said, he quoted him. He said, you know, not, he proved it right from the Quranic ayah. So, Nuh alayhi salam, he was inviting the qawm of Nuh and he's telling, his qawm of Nuh, meaning his qawm, he's telling them, make istighfar, what's going to happen? So this is the link of da'wah with fadail. You need the fadail. Hayya ala salah, hayya Come to salah, come to success, come to istighfar, you'll get this, you'll get Allah will make the rain fall and will give you kids, good kids, everyone may have kids but not everyone even has kids but those who have kids they say oh it's not a big deal, it's righteous kids, healthy kids and gardens and rivers, this is referring to which jannatul firdaus and no, this world. Ma'alakum, what in the world wrong with all of you? La'atarjuna lillahi waqara. You can't go back to Allah and hope in Allah. Wa khalakum atwara. He created you. In Allah, he starts speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the blessings of Allah is very long, this whole surah. But then, then moving forward, he says, at the end, none of that worked. He's qala nuhun rabbi innahum a'asawni. Oh my Rabb, they have disobeyed me. What taba'u, they're following. Mallam. They're following those gods that will only bring destruction upon them. They're not following you when you want to elevate them and grant them. They're plotting against me. Oh Allah. They're telling each other, do not give up your false gods. Which ones? Five gods, five false gods, idols. Their names are mentioned here. These five gods that they made were actually the names of five awliya Allah. Five individuals whose du'as would be accepted from the second or third generation after Adam alayhi salam. There are about ten generations between Adam alayhi salam and Nuh alayhi salam. So Iblis had made the promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thumma lahu yannam ajma'ina awal misguide Allah the Banu Adam. So he started thinking Oh Allah, give me a chance till the day of judgment. Very few will escape from my grasp. What sin should I involve them in? He knew that 
shirk is the biggest thing to get them involved in because Allah Ta'ala says that inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Allah will forgive all sins but with respect to shirk what did Allah Ta'ala say inna Allah la yaghfiru an yushraka bihi verily Allah will never forgive shirk besides shirk he may forgive so he said if I want to get them into Jahannam the best thing is to get them involved in shirk that's the most profitable thing that's the most uh, in line with my mission so he, he said if I'm going to go tell them go do shirk they're not going to say get lost they're not going to do shirk so there's a slippery slope he took them on so these all and it's, it's very uh, fascinating how the tilbisu iblis the deception of the devil how he did it iblis himself not the Chotemur to Shayateen, the actual Iblis. He's the one who made the, the small Shayateen. Right? Sorry about that. Minor Shayateen. So, uh, so he said, a plan only the devil could connive, right? So he said, uh, uh, they were five Allah. These names, Wad, Suwa'i, Yaghuth, Ya'uq, and Nasr were five human beings. Five, like, the Sahaba, the Oliya, Tabiyun, Tabiyun at that time. They were so beloved to Allah. There are some individuals who are so beloved to Allah. If they say, boy, wallah, this should happen. Allah says that, you know, I will, as they say in Urdu, Allah will make their qasam come through. Whatever they say, Allah will make it happen. But they're smart enough not to ask for crazy things either, right? They will not abuse that. So, these people, they were mustajabat da'wat. What would happen is anybody would come and ask them a need. If they would raise their hands and make dua, Allah would grant it. Whatever dua they're making, Allah would grant. But whatever they're asked to make dua for, they would not necessarily make dua for. Just to cover all the bases. Doesn't mean that anyone asked them anything, they made dua for anything anyone asked and everything would be granted. Then that would not work out for obvious reasons. They would assess the question and if they felt like making dua for it, they would and Allah would make it happen. So they were, what do you think? Quite popular, quite beloved, quite respected, quite revered, godly, righteous, salih, awliya. Then they passed away. Then shaitan came, Yulis came in the form of a human being and he asked the people, the next generation, the next, uh, after they passed away, do you remember those people? Yes. They were so pious and righteous? Yes. Then why don't you see them every day? They said, how can we see them? They're gone. Then you can make pictures of them. Yeah, that's how it started. Make pictures of them and hang them in your homes. Really? Yeah, that's such a good idea. Oh, okay. Then you can see them and revive your iman. See them and remember the good old days. See them and become a stronger mu'min. They were like, wow, that's such a good deal. So then they made the pictures and they hung them in their homes. Then he waited, let this generation. Next generation, he said that, who are these pictures? They said, our fathers, grandfathers told them, they were, uh, told us they were pious people. Oh, why were they pious? Whatever dua they made, they would be accepted. Really? Okay. So, you have needs too? Yes. Can you uh, go to them to make dua? No. We have to make dua to Allah. They're gone. How about you make dua sitting by the picture? Because if you sit next to the picture, maybe your dua will be accepted more. They said, okay, that's good. So, they're making dua to Allah by the picture. Next generation, he said that, you know what? This is nice, it's a nice picture, but it's 2D. How about let's go to three-dimensional, 3D. So, not idols, statues. All right, statue is not an object of worship. 
idol is an object of worship, right? So idol is an object of worship. Statue is not an object of worship. So if you have like a war memorial statue to remember, you know, the soldiers who gave their lives to defend our country, right? So in you, nobody's worshiping. Hopefully, nobody's worshiping the right. Yeah. So that is called statue, right? So uh, in, in Arabic is timthal versus sanam. Sanam is the idol. So he said. They said, let's make statues. So they made statues. And then they said, let's worship Allah. Worship Allah. Wahdahu la sharika la. By the statue. Because there's a barakah of the statue that this was a pious person. So then the next generation, he said that, you know, you should make ta'zim of the statue. Ta'zim. Ta'zim is showing greatness by kissing the statue. So they're kissing the feet of the statue. Physically, it's quite resembling something else, right, at this point. Then you see, slowly, generation after generation, slowly, slowly, then what happened? They started worshipping the statue. They did not reject Allah. They still remembered Allah. Even the mushrikun of Makkah, what they used to say, مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَى These are the minor godlings and goddesses we worship to bring us closer to the Allah. And these idols remain all the way into the time of Rasulullah wasallam. the different tribes had uh, taken up these idols and worshipped them under the same names. Uh, in Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari, the narration of Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhu, that Waddun became the god of the Banu Kalb, Qabila. And Suwa' for Hudayl, and Nasr for Himyar, and Yaguth for Murad, and Ya'uq for Hamdan. These tribes in the time of Rasulullah are still worshipping those idols. So this is why, you know, the pictures have been forbidden in our deen. Rasulullah said in Sahih al-Bukhari, لَعَنَ May Allah's curse be on the musawwir who makes the taswir. The same word is used. Because you may say, oh, it's just a picture. But from Allah's perspective, this is the means through which the biggest sin in the history of the humankind came into existence. It came into exi- existence through pictures. That's why the Muslim art is calligraphy and floral patterns and geometric patterns, not animate images of, picture, of human beings or animals. And in the angels of mercy do not, angels of mercy, not the Malakul Mut. Right? Angels of mercy do not enter a home in which there is a dog or there is a picture hanging. Right. So the, can, the dog can be outside the house. May Allah protect us. So hang. So if there is picture for a need, like a passport, this, that, it may be in there. But hanging up pictures on the walls or hanging up statues or put, putting up statues as artwork uh, to make, you know, that is definitely not permitted. This is the ayah regarding them. Allah Ta'ala says, لا آلياتكم Islam said, they are worshipping waddan suwa'an yaguth ya'uq al-nasr. وَقَدْ أَضَلُّوا كَثِيرًا They are astray, leading others astray. Then Allah Ta'ala says, خطيئاتهم, Because of their sins, أغرقوا, They were drowned in the water, نارا, And sent straight to the fire. So drowning in the water and straight to the fire. When, when uh, Dajjal will come, you say, This is my fire, you don't believe me, enter the fire. Whoever enters the fire, enters in the garden. Over here, they enter into the water, enter into the, go into the fire. Subhanallah. So no one else was there to help them. Nual Islam, he said, Rabbi la tadhar ala al-ardi min al-kafirin ad-dayar. Do not even leave one of these kuffar. 
Because if you leave them, they will lead other slaves astray. They will have no children. Their progeny will be kafir. In the tafsir here is written that everyone knows 950 years Nuh al-Islam give da'wah. Was that the typical age? Average age 950 years? No. They were younger, normal age, but they were coming and going, dying. One generation goes, next generation, third generation, he's giving da'wah. Generation upon generation upon generation. And every father, before he would die, he would call his kids and bring them to Nuh salam. And he would say, that my gran- your grandfather told me, wasiyah, before he died, never believe in this liar. And I, before I'm dying, I'm telling you, you also never believe in this liar. And it's going on and on, generation and generations. They're reminding one another, never believe in this man, never that's why he was able to say what he said. Huh? Right. This is what I'm saying. The normal human beings, they did not, they, they were not living that long. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This 950 years, by the way, sometimes when we hear something so strange like that, we'll say, was that an Israeli tradition? Or is that a hadith? Is it sahih or da'if? Right? So this concept of him living 950 years is in Surah Al-Ankabut itself, in the Quran. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ We sent Nuh to invite his people. فَلَبِثَ فِيهِمْ He lived within, in them, invited them. أَلْفَسَنَةٍ إِلَّا خَمْسِينَ عَامًا 1,000 years minus 50. فَأَخَذَهُمُ الطُّفَانِ وَهُمْ ظَالِمُونَ Then at the end, the tufan struck them and they were ظالمس. So how did Nuh I lived 950 years. The answer is very simple. Is that there are different asbab for a hayat, different means for us to live. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created those normal means for us. This is the normal system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But our aqidah is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not bound by the physical means. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of the means. He can work with the means as He normally does. He can work without the means. And He can work against the means. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does according to the means, that's your natural actions. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes against those means, the natural system that he created, that is a miracle and the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something much easier than that he continued to remain asleep for 309 years. The Sahab al So how were they continuing to survive without food and drink? How was Ibrahim Ibrahim, the best days of my earthly existence when I was in the fire for 40 days? I wish it would have been longer, Ibrahim says, because Allah says, we divinely commanded the fire to be cool and peaceful for him. And there's so many, so these are all the miracles of the Qudrat of Allah, that Allah Ta'ala is not bound by the means. Yeah. So there's a natural, how did Allah Ta'ala, you know, a father and a mother, you need the sperm and the egg to create the baby. So Nuh, Isa salam. How was you created without a father? There's, there's even stranger things than this in the Quran, right? Um, so after that, he makes the conclusion the surah, Rabbi Firli Wali Walidei. Oh Allah, forgive me and my parents. And all the believing men and women. And destroy these zalimin. After that, is surah Al Jinn. But I think it's too long for now. Inshallah, surah Al Jinn from next year. Uh, just want to conclude that this was a, a very uh, beautiful session throughout the whole Ramadan. It wasn't last 10 nights, it was the whole Ramadan. For those who join us in Itikaf, we've been doing this from the first night. And Gems from the Quran was the name of the series. And we were, the objective was to cover as many ayat as possible. But uh, now that we're concluding, what is the take-home point from the whole, all the sessions? 
is that this Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed it for our hidayah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to uh, wants us to get connected with the Quran Shahr Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi Quran so from the tilawa perspective from the learning perspective from the amal perspective from the da'wah perspective we have to learn the Quran implement it practice upon it spread it propagate it and hopefully uh, we got a taste of how beautiful the kalam of Allah is how enjoyable the kalam of Allah can be jami'ul ulumi fil Quran lakin taqassara anhu afhamur rijali all the knowledge of the world Allah has placed in the Quran it is a limit of our intelligence how much we are able to extract so the deeper you go the deeper it gets so whatever level of we are at let us try to make this commitment that we will uh, make the Quran the, the surah of our hayat and we will strengthen our relationship with the book of Allah it will only add what joy to our life it will add peace to our life it will add contentment to our life we will have a connection with Allah this is the kalam of Allah the creator of the heavens and the earth if you're connected through him through his kalam the living miracle everything will be destroyed the Quran will remain because the sifat of Allah is not a khalq of Allah the makhluk will be destroyed the sifat of Allah will not be destroyed such amazing powerful kalam is right there but we have what ignored it long enough enough time of ignoring let us inshallah make this commitment to continue to learn the Quran and benefit from it practice and propagate it does everyone make that intention inshallah inshallah tomorrow night we'll have the khatman Quran dua we will not have this session and I will perhaps miss it more than all of you myself but inshallah this should not be the end of uh, our journey with the Quran may Allah give us tawfiq to have istighamah ila akhiri yes Yeah, so basically, yeah, uh, subhanAllah, tilawa, tafsir, tarjuma, percentage-wise, how do you? Everyone is at different levels, right? So um, there's no one answer for everyone. Um, but um, if a person is at the level where he does not know how to read the Qur'an properly, then that's the first haq, he should give maximum attention to that. Because it's coming further. Surah Jinn, after Surah Jinn is? Muzzammil. وَرَتِّلِي Qurana. So it's a command from Allah to ensure you must recite the Quran Tartil. So to learn Tajweed properly, to learn how to recite, that's the first thing. After a person becomes fluent in reciting, then he should read a reputable tafsir of the ulama and learn the meaning of the Quran as well. Yeah, so first focus on Tajweed, recitation, and then start working on tafsir parallel to that. Jazakumullah khair. His parents are, the detail of his parents are not mentioned in, in, in the Quran, in the Hadith. I mean, they were just a few generations down from Adam alayhi salam. Between Adam alayhi salam, there was a Nabi, Shaykh alayhi salam, and then he's the first Rasul, is Nuh alayhi salam. Rasul meaning sent to the opposition, Mushrikun. Right. So inshallah, we can continue. I'm here for 10 days in the Kaf. I'll be with you. But we can allow everyone else to go, those who are going and uh, make the general dismissal and then thereafter those who are staying for ibadah can stay with the Adibadeen's program the candlelight conversation will begin at around 12.30 inshallah subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah wa bihamdihi 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 wa